0: Hey, this is Eastlake BBA and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you. We hope this builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Okay, hi, I'm Luis, I'm an alcoholic. Um, actually, it wasn't our first choice for tonight. Uh, our speaker got sick. So uh, I was in prayer asking God, who should I reach out to? And um, at some point, God reminded me that tonight is the beginning of the end of my old life, eight years ago. And tomorrow, uh, I would be celebrating eight years since uh, God removed, he removed my, my alcoholic torture, you know, that struggle, that, um, as I heard that first night when I walked into a meeting, saved by the grace of God. I had no idea what that meant, but that's true for me today. You know, I wrote this little note card here and and I was gonna tell you this one story, but on the way here, God reminded me like, oh no, uh, I need you to tell them this other story, which kind of like in essence um, is where like my faith really gets rooted because by this point I had been sober for a few years you know, God had removed the mental obsession. Alcohol wasn't my main problem anymore, right? Like it wasn't the main alcoholism was the main thing I was facing. I was in, uh, I had just begun the process of of getting divorced, of going through the divorce, and um, I got served with an emergency court hearing order, which meant I had to go give this attorney that I had talked to once a uh, retain uh, uh, a check to uh, to retain him, and after I gave him the check, he's, he heard me out, and he said, what you need to know is uh, I'll be in that building, but I won't be able to be present with you because I'm already with another client. He goes, but don't, I'll tell you, he goes, I'll tell you what to say, <laughs> right, and it was like, oh my gosh, and so at this point in my journey, I have a few people that I can call and I, I can rely that they're going to listen to me, which is the most important thing, is to find people that will actually listen to you. And uh, those three people were uh, Michael, Tyler, and Jose. Those were the three main people. And behind that, you know, is, is all of us, right? There's a whole army of people just willing to listen or be there for us. But those were the main three. I reached out to Michael, let him know what was going on. And then I reached out to Jose as well. He said, um, he prayed over me. And he said, God, send him angels and let him hear what he needs to hear and let him see what he needs to see. Those were the two parts of his prayer. And so that morning, and what's at stake is is my custody with my children, which is my everything. You know, I came here because I realized that I was uh, a drunk dad in my, my son's life. And I had scared him the way my dad scared me. And, and at that point, uh, any faith I had in my ability to fix my life, to beat this drinking problem I had, any faith in, in whatever resources I had or, or were fading, I, I had lost it. That's really what it meant for me to be, to hit bottom, was I, I reached the end of myself and realized I can't do it by myself. And on November 22nd, I got on my knees and I asked God for help. And, I, and it was simple prayer. It just helped me get to a meeting. I had no experience what these meetings were about. I just, you know, there was enough of the message that Hollywood was putting out to where it was like, well, I haven't tried that, right? I haven't tried that. Maybe I should go look into it. And so, um, as I've shared here before, you know, that was the night that I heard, uh, let us, let us uh, love you until you, hear, until you learn to love yourself. I remember uh, this, the first person I ever met was actually from our Elanon group and he just reached out with his big hand and he said, welcome. And that person would become very important in my life. Um, Every time that God was calling me into something out of my comfort zone, He would be there. He would be there, and so on this day of sometime in July of 2018, um, yeah, I hit bottom on the four, 2014 November 2014. So four years later, right? Um, I remember I go and put gas, and I'm just praying. I mean, I got up like. I'm not an early bird, but, man, I didn't really sleep that night. You know, I was up since, like, 4 or 5. I had to be at the court, I think, by 8. I put gas, prayed. I'm driving down to the Chilvesta courthouse. It's just a straight, from here, it's just a straight drive. It's just in prayer, you know, because I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea what, they're, what this is all about. I have no idea what's, what they're presenting against me. And and I remember when I pulled into that parking lot for familiar with that church, with that courthouse, I saw my wife and her attorney, prayed, right? And praying and my faith is in God at this point. You know, when I got here, I didn't want God. So my, you know, you guys said pick a higher power and it was like the group, right? And then over time I would upgrade it. It's one way to look at it. It was a good start. And then I would upgrade it to, uh, well, I would shorten it to HP, and then I would upgrade it to God, uh, though I don't really know him. And in time, I would come in relationship with God, and then over time, I would, I would become more, it'd be more intimate, and it'd be Papa, right? And that's what it is today. Um, I'm not sure if it was Papa then, though. But it was definitely Papa after that, because uh, when I walk into the courthouse, Uh, I'm waiting, there I am on the bench, just waiting by myself, and she's over there with her attorney, and I just got this script, that's all I have, and I kid you not, here comes this man that just literally, the door opens to the, the courtroom, and this man walks out, and I recognize him, and I literally got up, and I chase after him, in essence, I Tap him on the shoulder, he turns around, he looks me in the eyes, he says, hey. He goes, I'm going to just go right over to the clerk and give her this paper, and then I'll come right back. And, and he literally looked me in the eyes and said, I want you to know that uh, I'm going to go in there with you. You're not going to be alone. I met this man in these rooms. I was there. When Michael invited me to be part of this man's third step, and, and, and we kneeled went, yeah, as a group, and he took his third step. That and maybe one time I bumped into him at a Starbucks is at that point as much as I encountered or time I had spent with this man, but yet he was that angel. I saw him just a few weeks ago and I said, There's my angel, right? And he literally did set, do it as he said and he came back and uh, from right behind him was my attorney. And like I've shared before, here I am surrounded by two attorneys now, it looks like I have a team. attorneys and uh my attorney said let me go find out what this is all about he goes i know her i know her attorney let me go find out and then our good friend here told me all right now that your attorney's here what i'm going to do is i'm going to wait right here in the lobby and so when you come out if you still have any questions i will answer them for you and uh on that day my attorney came back and he said look I know you got some information you want to show me, but I've had a chance to see it. So I think we just, we need to make a deal. And in that moment, I was like, "That's hear what he needs to hear and see what he needs to see. And I, I acknowledged, like, I'm on the ropes. If this is a boxing match, you know, I'm on the ropes, so I'm not knocked out, right? And so I, I said, yeah, okay. The deal I ended up getting gave me 60%, child custody. It avoided everything, us having to air out our laundry. We just had to go in there and, and share to the judge that, yeah, we've come to an agreement. And in that, in that time, I got to see this other couple just going to battle. It was ugly. And I was so thankful that God had made it possible to just, and that was my faith, too. There, there, was, something, there was a scripture I was holding onto that said, do it peacefully. If you're gonna go through a divorce, Do it peacefully. And so, I imagine if you're here tonight, um, that at some point you've experienced fear, you know? Or at some point, um, your faith has been uh, shook or even challenged. I mean, like, that happens to me over and over. But yet, um, there's a point in the book that says, page 60, that God could and would if he were sought. And if you extend that to all your problems, because here's the thing, I said four years later, like alcoholism is no longer, alcohol is not my main problem anymore, right? And if you go back to step one, right? And instead of it reading, uh, you know, uh, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, admitted I was powerless over my problems. Actually, it's more important. I admitted that I was powerless over the consequences of my behaviors of prior to getting in these rooms. Or my consequences of my behavior of when in, instead of praying and having faith that God could take care of it, I would once again start trying to pull strings and trying to do it myself without Him. Right, And it's like, God's not going to spare me of the consequences. But he promises to be there with me this whole time, and that's that's really where my faith is rooted today. Is that God has just continues to show up in my life and lift me up when uh, I can barely walk, you know, when it when it's like when um, I'm afraid of losing everything, you know, and he just continues to show up, and and so to me that it just shows, which is why in, uh, in step three it says, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. He really does care, he really does. And so um, part of practicing this prayer in faith, right? Is, is it's a tool, right? Anything, I'm, if someone asks me to, uh, to share, let me take it to, uh, let me take it to uh, prayer, prayer and meditation, right? If someone asks me to do something, there's three sides to that triangle, at minimum I'll say, let me pray on it for three days, right? Because ultimately I'm trying to get to figure out, I'm trying to f- see what's God's will for my life. What's it, what is he, where does he want me to show up? If you get two invitations, then they're both good invitations, and you can only make one, right? It's a good time to take it to prayer and meditation. God, where do you want me to be, right? So part of like, with that prayer and faith, it really helps when, when you have people around you that are still struggling, that haven't hit bottom, they're still trying to save themselves, and, and tools. That I've learned in these rooms, one of them is, is boundaries. Jose would teach me that the boundaries are for me. Not for them, but for me, so that I know where my limits are. That that I that up to this point I you know I can't cross. So, you know, if you ask me about certain things that I have experienced, in, I can I can share my experience and my, my expertise. But if you ask me about something else that's outside of my realm, the best thing I can tell you is I don't know. It's the most honest thing, right? But if I don't have boundaries, I'm just gonna go in circles and tell you what I think. And really, I, it, I don't think you really, what you're really seeking is someone who has expertise in that area. And so I have to know where my limits are. Another one is, uh, Literally, is ask God and wait for his answer. It could be a yes, a no, or not yet, like still waiting. You know, uh, when I went through the divorce, I landed at my mom's house with the kids. And we stayed there for like two years. And then at one point, um, it was time to go. And I found this one place. I found a few that I was looking at. And um, man, the rents were really high. I was like, I can pay it, but I don't know if I want to. Right? And we, were, we had a tournament coming up in Arizona. This is back in 2020. And Five minutes. Okay, thanks. And um, I let it, I just let, you know, I was like, when I come back, because there was something that was supposed to happen on January 20th, 2021, so I was like, I'll wait till then. When I came back, and then it's December, something happened, and it was like, no, it's, it's time to move out. And I just happened to look back at this one place I was looking, and there was the unit that I had seen. It had been off the market for like two months, and it was available again. I went, and keep in mind, I had thought about moving in this place three times. Once when we were uh, married, once right before it was over, and then here's the third time now. And I was like, all right, big decision. Let's go to prayer. I went to this park, this tree where I like to just hang out with God. And, uh first thing I heard from God was, why do you think I sent you all this money? Alright, so okay. Second one was, yeah, without me you can't afford it. Right? That's that's the truth. And then the third, as I was driving around driving away, the numbers of the of the address came to mind and they added to the To this godly number that I know that's in the Bible, and that for me was the third sign that was like, "Do it, go for it, God is with you." Signed the paperwork, and we moved in on my son's birthday. You know, and so my faith is rooted today, uh, not only in what God says he 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 his promises, but on what he's done in my life, and continues to do, and so. One of the practices, every day, you know, uh, I wake up and I invite the spirit, God's spirit. I open myself, open my heart, invite him to just fill me up. You know, and Jose taught me uh, with the third step prayer. He said, every day make it, every day is an opportunity for us to, to make an offering. And so I was like, God, I offer myself every morning, offer myself to you to build with me and to do with me as you will. Relieve me of the bondage of self. Right? That's that selfishness. That selfishness is what's destructive. Right? This is why it's important to like if you can show up and help set up, help clean up these little acts. Jose t- told it to us when he, on the first night we opened. He said it's the little things that matter, not getting called up to speak, but actually. Just these little things that pull us out of selfishness and into serving others, and um, that I may do, that I may better do Your will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them, bear witness to those that I would help of Thy power, Thy love, and Thy way of life. May I do, th- may I do Thy will always. And so, that pretty much sums up my prayer life. And so. The big book teaches that we can ask God for strength, courage, and wisdom. I do that every day. I teach my children to do that. We're on the way to school, right? Give us strength and courage so we can play with boldness. With boldness. Like if we have God's spirit in us, that's the way that we can actually step into this world. You know, because I know what it was like when it was just me trying to do it all. It was wearing this mask and pretending and suffering from imposter syndrome. I don't suffer from that anymore. And so, what I've discovered here through this prayer of faith, I'll just sum it up with this. goes back to, I always point at 153. The purpose of my life is, is here. It says, then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. That's why I'm here. This is straight, this is my purpose. You know, just recently I set up a new business and I didn't I was told I didn't get the name that I wanted when I was forming the organization. So I took a whole day to pray and ask God, give me another name, right? Give me another name. And it reminded me, suddenly it was like this word tent maker came up. And it shows up in the Bible, which means someone whose whole life is dedicated to working with others, sharing the message, but at the same time is active in the workplace, in the market. And that pretty much sums up my life. God's today given me such an amazing life that I get to focus most of my time on serving others and yet uh, leverage my expertise today that he's given me to maximize the amount of money I make in the short amount of time that I show up for it. And um, it says, you will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. And so the biggest thing here I think is a new freedom and a new happiness. And we get the tools to, to live on purpose, to have a purpose-driven life. And so uh, thank you for letting me share. That's all I have. Thanks.
1: Hey, Louise, you left your phone. <clears throat> uh, it's recording. Uh, Pat, alcoholic, addict. Hey, Pat. Also Al-Anon. Um, thanks for that, Louise. Um... It really reminded me of uh, divorce. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, at that point in my life, I was nowhere near hitting bottom yet. So um, I had, uh, I went through the same thing though. I, I was kicked out of my own house and uh, had to go to court to, uh, to fight for custody. Um, kids were scared. (laughs) So, um, that was just one of, one of the, uh, steps on the way to the bottom for me. Faith and prayer was not something that I, um, used at that point. It wasn't until, let's see, four years later, um, that at that time i uh and by that time my my ex-wife and kids had had left like they not only you know i had my my 20 custody but that was contingent upon me being sober and working a program which i wasn't doing so when my ex-wife wanted to move to oregon and she's not allowed to by law she was going to uh take this letter that she had from the, (laughs) from the psychologist that the kids were seeing and, um, talked about how they were afraid of me and, and all this kind of stuff and, and use that in court to, to get leverage over me. So anyway, they did go to Oregon. Um, and, um, it wasn't long after that was that I hit bottom. And, um, prayer was something that my first sponsor you know he told me to just start praying in the morning and praying throughout the day and pray at night and I didn't know what to pray honestly I just memorized some prayers that I heard you know and read in the big book but I started to get results from doing that right away you know and I just like a child you know childlike I just followed directions at that point when I did hit bottom, I was willing to do anything. Um, Somebody said, try, you know, pray this prayer, I would do it. Somebody said, you know, go to this meeting, uh, read this, you know, I would do it. Um, And, you know, you talked about Al-Anon as well. Um, Honestly, that's where I really saw God work is with boundaries and um, you know, sometimes the best thing to do is nothing except pray. And then just watch, just wait and watch what happens. And that's, it's pretty amazing to see that. Um, you know, I had to, I've had to do that with, uh, with, you know, at a, my uh, girlfriend, who lived with me was, was using drugs and lying about it. And, you know, to have the courage to, to leave that relationship, you know, because we were together for three years, I had to pray and take, and take the right action, which was set a boundary. <laughs> That's not okay. I had to do it later with my, with my kids when they, when they became adults and were living at home using drugs. To, you know, this house, there's no drugs. Um, and pray for them, you know, when they're... Um, you know, one time my son called me. He, he wasn't living at home, my younger son, and he wanted me to... Uh, he was homeless. And he wanted me to bring him a jacket, <laughs> like 10 o'clock at night or something. And I said no. And... Uh, I, pray, I prayed, I felt horrible, you know, I felt like the worst father in the world, but I, I <clears throat> so I prayed and then I found out um, that he was in Starbucks and this, this woman, um, this lady came in and, and uh, bought him a sandwich and talked to him. She tur- turns out she was a psychologist. She talked to him for three hours and then he decided then to, to go to treatment on his own. This is without dad sending five grand to some rehab and going to parent night, you know, <laughs> twice a week in LA, you know. Because um, that's what I did for years before that. Send, send one of them to rehab, one of the kids or whatever, and participate in all that BS when uh, they don't even want to be sober. You know? They <laughs> so, um, it's just amazing to watch God work when I get out of the way. Um, and now, you know, today it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't have any major uh, disaster going on. Worst thing is recently I had to, I had to find a place to live and, and, and it is tough right now. Rent, God, you know, rent's high. Um, not a lot, not a lot of uh, available units out there but I found this one and you know, and I, I didn't know it was, God, it was this, the, the owner's kind of, you know, kind of sketchy, you know, it's kind of a weird situation. I prayed, but I, I wasn't getting anything, you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I, but I talked to my sponsor and he's like, well, it sounds like God, God gave you exactly what you need. You better jump on it. It's like, okay. So um, I think God does speak to us through other people sometimes. Um, but yeah, it uh, turned out to be a great, a great move. So anyway, thanks.
2: Good evening, everyone. My name is Angie. I'm a member of Alanum. Hi, um, I haven't been up here in a while, but, um, just thinking about the topic and hearing everyone speak tonight, um, prayer, faith, It reminds me, especially because the holidays are around the corner, of also fear, fear of like um, memories of always being scared around the holidays, being woke up in the middle of the night to glass breaking and um, being excited for the holidays. But unfortunately, it ended up with a lot of drinking or drugs in my family member and um, not ending up in a good way and then hearing the ambulance or you know the sirens it kind of gave me chills, reminding me of that. And um, the holidays always seemed beautiful but they didn't end up very good. And um, I remember being very young, probably four or five, always running, having a, a backpack ready to go with the jacket. Whenever I'd hear the glass break or hearing my family members fight in the middle of the night after drinking and um, praying all the time that they'd be sober and they'd get better and well but it would never happen and um, just having the faith one day to be able to sleep in peace and not always run or feeling like I was running and um, even with my husband Finally being married and thinking everything was gonna be great and having to always keep a backpack in the back of my car with my daughter's belongings, ready to go whenever he'd get out of hand with his drinking and just leaving. Um, Luckily today, a lot of my prayers have been answered. I have a husband that's been sober for over 12 years. The holidays feel amazing now I feel like my prayers have been answered. I can enjoy Thanksgiving. I can enjoy Christmas in our home without worrying about um, having to run. Um, I thank you for doing whatever you're doing to stay sober. I know we could have stayed home today and it's nice and warm, but like you said, this is what helps you and I wanna support you. But I, I feel like Um, God's been answering my prayers and, um, the main thing is like, I mean, we piss each other off still. We're not a perfect couple. He pisses me off and I piss him off. I get on his nerves, but you know what? The best gift I've received is his sobriety because we can be parents to our children. We can host in our house and provide a nice warm meal and have great memories for all the nephews and nieces, our daughter, all the kids that come over to the house. I can actually celebrate my birthday and not worry about my husband getting dumb or embarrassing me or having to suck it up until all the family members leave so I can just give it to him, you know, after they're gone. <laughs> or waiting for the next day to like ignore him for a whole week and act like I don't know him. And it just feels so good to be able to host and have just awesome gatherings at our house. And they're fun and they're not just, they're not about having alcohol anymore. And when people, when our family come over, they're able to, they already know we don't provide alcohol. You're gonna have some, a good cup of coffee and a great meal and non-alcoholic drinks and we're gonna have a good time we're gonna dance all night and we can have fun and be silly you know and it's fun and i just give thanks to god like all those prayers have been answered and um i feel very lucky and excited for the holidays now and it's amazing and i thank you for that that's all thanks
3: Jose, a alcohol, uh, recovering alcoholic addict. Man, you pretty much described me right there, you know. Brought me back in a lot of flashbacks, and it was the same, you know. Man, good times, right? But embarrassing, yeah. <clears throat> Man, I had my 150 review today. Was five months, so in a month I'll be completing the program. I'm a little scared, you know, but I've been praying every day and night, something i never done. Uh, just go back a little bit, so... I got released uh, from federal prison in, uh, on a Friday, right? And uh, four, hours later, four hours later, I was already all tore up, twisted, all messed up, you know, drinking, smoking, doing whatnot. I was stranded at that, too. So my mind, with my mindset at the time, I was like, you know what? I got till Monday to sober up, you know? But I did a little bit of everything. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. i do not even going to go. I'm gonna just off No, You know what? And I just went in and I told my people I'm, I'm dirty. So she's like, you just got out Friday. I'm like, I know. Well, how much did you do? A little bit. And then what's a little bit? So I ended up telling her the truth. She's like, wow, all that. I'm like, yeah. So she gave me an opportunity. She said, do you want to get locked up or you want to go to a program? And I'm like, I'm willing to go to a program. I really, I need help. That's the reason I'm letting you know. And so she said, oh, you want a regular program or a religious program? I'm like, you know what? I need God. You know, the judge can help me. My PO can't help me. So I'm like, you know what? I got to get a higher power, and they were talking about it before I got released. You know, I went to one of the AA's, so that kind of gave me an idea of what I needed to do. So I got out, I'm like, you know what? So as soon as I showed up to Salvation Army, Norm was like, do you really want this? I'm like, yeah, okay. So so I went in there and it pretty much got down my throat, you know, you gotta do, you know, gotta go to church. You pretty much gotta do the abortion every single morning, right before work. We gotta go to double chapel every Sunday. So I'm like, you know what, little by little, I gave in. You know, I wanted to leave the first week. And uh, I prayed, you know, I prayed every day. Everybody's like, oh, you gotta sit there and talk to him. No, you just go to a comfortable place, you know, whether it's your room, chapel, or somewhere in the restroom or whatever you feel comfortable and just pray, you know. And I've been praying to him to give me the strength to not get high anymore, to take away the craving, you know, to not want it anymore. So thanks to that, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I don't want it anymore. I get to go to 7-Eleven or something, I see the beer, and I'm like, pass right by it. Before I would want to take one and drink it. You know, now I don't, I don't crave it no more. So I have faith in God now. And that's my higher power, something I didn't believe in. Especially after my parents passed away on New Year's. So, so holidays are a little like a downfall for me. My birthday's coming up, you know, on Friday I'll be 35. That'll be my first birthday sober and out of prison so because I'm always locked up in and out in and out so it's a little awkward and weird because I'm not used to it you know so it's something new for me and uh it'll be my first coming as well sober not drinking or anything so yeah, I mean just it's not easy to share you know I was always scared of uh, <clears throat> what people were gonna think or say or, you know, because I had the character defect of uh, criticizing, judging people right away. Oh, look, he does this, or he does that, or whatever, you know? So I has got to remove all that from, you know, my character defect. I'm on my step five right now. That was a step that was hard for me, you know? I put it on paper, it was whatever, I wrote it down. And then my sponsor, okay, next week, we're going to talk about that. I'm like, what? So I kind of, like, try to dodge him. I'm like, yeah, I got things to do. He's like, no, you don't. So he showed up and then they called me to the front and I'm like, okay, I kind of expected that, all right? So where's your list? I'm like, uh, I'm gonna go get it. So I went, I didn't want to come back. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do it. And he's like, why not? And I'm like, Cause I'm, I don't know, I didn't wrote everything down. And he's like, why not? And I'm like, because I'm embarrassed of a lot of things I did. And he's like, that's the whole point of the steps. You got to work the steps. So he gives me homework, you know? I have a gratitude list, I, have a, I do meditation every morning. And uh, I also have a what is that called? He makes me pray, he tells me to pray. So now I pray every morning and night, you know? At first I will always ask him for things, you know, I ask God for strength and all that. But now I just, I thank him a lot, you know, for the things he has given me and taken from me. I thank him for my past because of my past, everything I went through, now I am where I'm at, clean and sober. It's five months, and this is the longest. I usually only go like two weeks just to kind of clean up, try to better myself, get some money and go back to it. So it hasn't been easy. You know, I'm a little scared. I finished the program in December twenty first, and I really don't know what to do. I don't know. I'm just worried. But uh, now I've been praying to God to remove that from me. You know, so I'm living it in God's hands. So I know He's everything's gonna fall in place because so far it has. And uh, I gotta thank my buddy right there, and uh, also Mike. Those are the only two that give me a lot of like advice, suggestions to actually keep pushing forward. You know. Don't give up on yourself. I learned to love myself. You know, I'm not the same person I was yesterday, so I'm thankful for that. Nowadays, I'm thankful and I just, you know, I don't ask God for anything, just thank Him. And thank for everybody being here and hopefully you get to come up here and share your stories. That way somebody could learn from it. That's all I got.
4: Good evening, Bernie alcoholic. Well. I've been living, you're talking about faith, a lot of faith, prayer, too, big time, ever since I've been in this program. See, I've been living in this cycle for 38 years. Every day the same thing, every night the same thing, you know. It's kind of heartbreaking, those, that cycle you're used to, you know. Being drunk, you know, that's, that's me, you know, blackout drunk, you know. Don't remember nothing, people don't talk to you the next morning and wondering why, you know, and, but can't remember nothing. It's like... What I do now, you know, it's like, you did this, you did that, You're know, like, oh God, again, you know. Sometimes I wake up in jail, it's like, I did it again, you know. But um, praying to God, to my higher power, it's giving me a lot of faith now. See, I didn't, I walked away from faith. My family is straight hardcore Catholic, hardcore, and you know, once they mention God, you know, back then, try to slide away, you know. It's pretty hard, you know, when you know you're doing something wrong, you know. You know, tell you the truth, I always know not being an alcoholic, you know. 38 years living the same cycle, you know. But I lived in denial, you know. I didn't want to hear the truth, you know, it hurts, you know. Everybody calling you a drunk, you don't want to hear that, you know. So, July 26th. I made the decision to uh, basically give my life to God. And um, fortunately, I got my sixth DUI. So I joined, I took myself, actually I told my son to take me to the Salvation Army. So I joined the Salvation Army, I took myself, the court didn't send me. It was time for a change, you know. You know, my kids, my old, I have four beautiful kids that I would do, I'd die for, you know, do anything for. They never see me sober, you know, it's pretty embarrassing. You know my oldest is 32, my youngest is 16. Never seen me sober ever, ever, ever. So it was it was time to make a change. So I remember my son driving me to the Salvation Army, and I'm I'm crying like a big baby, like like I want to cry right now. And he looks at me and tells me, "Why are you crying, Dad?" So I look at him as he sees I'm crying because I know. about to change i'm gonna change my whole life right now he goes but that's good he goes you don't understand being a drunk for 38 years you know it's pretty tough and you know you're gonna change it's I, i need it but more than i need it i want it you know i want i want that change i want to make my family proud especially my kids and my parents because you know i let them down and you know it's embarrassing you know i'm the oldest one and i'm the only one that I'm a, I don't want to say F-up, but I'm the mess-up one completely. And my parents, good parents, always taught me to lead by example, but how can I lead by example when I'm a mess-up person? I can't, so I had to change my life. My buddy right here saved me from leaving the program too, you know. Where it's like a brotherhood in there, man, you know. We help each other out big time. You know, someone's feeling down, we talk to them. Sometimes we convince people not to leave and sometimes they just don't want to hear it. You no, know, they're not ready, so they leave. So, tomorrow I have 120 days sober. So, last Thursday I had court and I was facing three years in prison for having three 60 UIs. And I got in two within three months apart. So, I was looking at three years So he mentioned Norm, that's my guardian angel right there. So Norm is a soldier for the Salvation Army. And I took him with me and um, I asked him for some advice and he gave me the advice and I wrote with it. I told my lawyer exactly what we wanted and um, he went to the judge and this is what the judge sent me to. He gave me a year in the program, which better than three years in prison, which I don't mind. See, by the time I get out, I'm going to be stronger here and stronger in the heart. So I'll be ready to come, you know, come back outside to the real world. Temptation and all that. Me mean, I go to stores and I look at the beers and they don't fade me. I don't even think about it. You know, before, I want to steal it, you know, put it in my pocket and just walk out like nothing. So then he tells me, after you're done with the year in the Salvation Army, you got fines. I, see, I have 11 charges. I have 11 charges, two cases, and all drink, drinking-related. And um, I have five, like $5,000 worth, $5, worth of penalties and fines, and that's good. I'm going to have to pay nothing, you know? Praying to God, believing in God, and having faith, all that went away. 10 years probation they gonna give me. They dropped it to five. Once I complete that year in Salvation Army, that probation will be completely gone. I don't even have to do the five. If I stick it out to do the year, it'll be gone. That's another blessing. My driver privilege, they were going to suspend it for 15 years because 60 UIs, man, I got dropped to five years. Another blessing. So what I'm trying to say is that faith, believing in God and my higher power, man, that's real. I didn't believe it back then. I didn't. But... Believing in our Lord, man, it's awesome. I've never felt this great in my life. I started using, being drunk, blackout drunk, ever since I was 14 years old. I'm 52 years old right now. And this is the best feeling I've ever had, I swear. It's just amazing. I can think straight. I can do things and I can choose what I wanna do. And to tell you the truth, I've been thinking about this for a minute. Man, I wanna help people like me, you know? So I haven't told the Salvation Army yet, but um, I'm thinking of becoming a counselor to tell you the truth, because I want to help people like me. See, a alcoholic an alcoholic can understand an alcoholic, a drug addict can understand a drug addict. You know, because we've been there. So um, that's what I'm gonna do. See, I used to do communications for 32 years, but that's gone. I want to help people now, like me. You know, that's all I got, man.
5: All right.
4: I'm Jason, I'm a
6: recovered drug alcoholic. Super nice to be here. Experience you guys right there. I love it. I love it. Pat mentioned something about five thousand dollars, two trips a week to LA. Dude, I've been there with my son, man. It brought me back to Chapman, man, taking my kid up there. Probably the same place. God, what a nightmare that was. Um those are the things that, that help me to look back, I get to look at you guys and your struggles, and it's just it's rad, man. I love it, I, I truly do. It's a reminder to me, to who my truth, who I really am. It's easy for me to get past that and think I'm okay and think things are all right. Um, pray, pause, reflect, ask, and yield. Okay, P R A Y, pause, reflect, ask. And then yield. So for me, my faith in my life is a direct result of surrender. That yield on the back end of my prayer to whatever outcome is coming. And to watch it manifest in my life um, allows me to truly surrender. Truly surrender. Until I surrender my powerlessness, until I, I surrender my life, um, I can't have real faith because the minute that I step in, the minute that I think that I have any control over the outcome at all, I'm not, that's not real faith for me, right? So surrender is a really, really big part of it. There's a scripture in the Bible that's become one of my mantras that I really, really enjoy. Um, it says, worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done, right? And our book talks about not praying selfishly. Well, when I say tell God what you need, I don't mean asking for stuff. I'm talking about being honest. I'm honest with God, right? Honest, honest. If I've been selfish that day, I need help with that. If I have resentment that day, I've been helped. If I've been having this mental obsession over calling the doctor and getting a pain prescription because my back is flaring up, I have to be honest about that. If, if I need courage, if I need, if I need help with faith, if I need willingness, right? So telling God what I need on my knees, okay? Each and every day, twice a day, actually on my knees, because it's important for me. There's part of my surrender. The biggest form of surrender and humility in my life today is to get on my knees, get on my knees and do it in front of my wife, who doesn't do that. Right? And it's taken time to be able to do that, right? But it's real surrender, and it works, man. It works. I can feel the comfort of God. I was thinking, I know that God isn't truly a feeling, right? It's an experience in my life. But there is a feeling of the presence of God when you get these results in your life. And I was thinking, what does it really feel like for me? You know, and I saw how I live out in Alpine. I got this porch out front. I've been really blessed in my life, man. So you come out, it's kind of chilly, right? And you find this, this warm spot. And you sit there, and it's when the sun's coming up, and it hits your face, and you're just like, and it just feels so Good, Not like a hot sun or an uncomfortable sun, like the most comforting warmth. And all of us have felt it from the sunshine at a time, the the sunlight of the spirit, man, is what I thought, right? So to me, I I don't know, it just happened yesterday morning. I was like, that's what the presence of God feels like, man. Like it is the greatest. It gives me chills just talking about it, right? So for me, I'm new in recovery. And so my real surrender is to follow the directions in that big book. Follow the directions in that big way. That's just me. I don't have five years or 10 years or 20 years, man. I'm standing up here a little over six months. So there is explicit directions. And within every single step in there, it talks about prayer. And it talks about faith. Everyone requires prayer and faith. I got to rely on God and I got to pray. I got to pray about powerlessness. I got to believe that God's going to help me. I got to turn my will and my life over to God through prayer I got to take an inventory. I got to pray and have the courage for that. I got to go and, like you said, sit down with someone and share that. If I don't pray before that, man, I'm in trouble. If, I'm not, if I don't have faith in God that this is what you want me to do, right, then I ask God to remove it, and I'm willing to take it away. I got to go make amends to people I don't want to see, I don't want to talk to. All of that involves prayer. And so for me today, the most important is that 10, 11, and 12, because that's what's manifested in my life. So... I gotta get on my knees in the morning. I gotta get grounded in the morning. I gotta spend an hour and a half every morning. Just me, because again, I'm new to this, okay? I've gotta read spiritual literature. I've gotta pray, I've gotta meditate. I gotta get on my knees, have to, so I can get grounded in this power. And then throughout the day, I have to ask God, how can I best best serve you? Thy will be done. All throughout the day. I gotta ask him in the morning to help me with decisions for the day. I gotta ask him to give me inspiration. So that i can have some ease and comfort so that i don't struggle and then at night i got to ask him seven questions and i got to sit there and i got to take time and i have to reflect on my day and because that's what the book tells me to do so through that i've gained like this real sense of peace in the midst of two severely bulging discs and a torn meniscus and just my mind going nuts saying dude just call doctor it's okay Every time I do that, I go back out. I smoke some weed, and then I drink. And it's happened like five times in the last four years. So the directions in the big book have truly, truly grounded me new in sobriety. I don't know what I'll be like in a year. But today, following that stuff, pausing, reflecting, asking, and yielding is what allows me to stand here in pain, sober. Today. Thanks for having me share.
7: Okay. Yeah, thank you for your share Luis. It's powerful man and all of you that share. Thank you. Yeah, for, for me, uh, you know, faith uh I think it was huge when when my mom uh, spent six years, she passed away and she was in a coma and at uh, you know, Kaiser and, and she was there for I would say three months till the long-term care kind of ran out. And anyways, the bottom line is that, um, you know, the whole family was wondering, like, hey, is she really brain dead or there's no communication, you know, the brain stem. And we went through a process of appealing it and having meetings with the hospital because it got a little complicated. Um, but then I had that peace, you know, that acceptance, you know, to me, you know, that surrender that we mentioned. And. And and my father not be able to make decisions, you know, it was really tough for him. And prayer, there's a lot of prayer and faith there. And and that's where I grew, you know. I, I really think that my mom, like, lasted the whole time before um, she had to go, you know, it was for us to be more united and more closer in prayer. And and all, all that happened, you know. Um, and then, then we get the call about, about um she got off the ventilator and all that, and it was stuff that the doctor was saying was not going to happen, right? Um, obviously we were hoping that she would wake up, and but there were some tears you know for her um, during Mother's Day, and I know she was listening to us, you know, so through that process uh, that phone call, do not resuscitate because the family had already mentioned she had already been through a lot. and, and, her, and this is where, where I know it had enough, right from us putting like special uh, braces on her But, you know, later on, you know, her things started going like this. It wasn't, she was not going to have a normal life, you know, so we had to let her go. And, and, um, and, and and that took a lot of acceptance, you know, and, and uh, my sister, Dora, the one who's been struggling, even now, I just came from my dad's house. She's really, you know, you know, drinking a lot today and, and, uh, just acceptance of that, you know, because praying for her and, and, and. And there's times where I'm like, okay, well, when am I gonna get an answer? How am to figure that out, right? And there's been a lot of that, you know? Um, I know for me, um, just getting closer to God has been been a mission, you know? Um, and again, I grew up, it doesn't matter what religion, right? But I was an altar boy and I'd done a lot of cool stuff. And and, and I always run to God, man. And, and no matter what, you know, um, I think for me, you know, the biggest gift is uh, being humble, you know. I know uh, before I came to the program, you know, I I had a lot of ego. I had a lot of pride. I had a lot of uh, selfishness, you know. But this program has helped me to do the opposite, you know, being at service, you know. um, uh, I came from painting, man. and 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 the awesome thing about that, man, normally I'll be all freaking, like, full of paint right now, you know? This is the clothes that I wore about an hour ago, painting at my dad's house. We were doing a bunch of stuff and, and I'm just grateful that that I could be in my knees, man, painting and listening to my father and, and it was somebody I can not even stand before, you know? Because I had a lot of anger how he treated my mom and that whole macho crap that comes with the culture. And obviously uh, I learned not to be like that, you know? And I didn't want to be like him. I became exactly like him. So, <laughs> If this is not a testament, you know, me of the faith, uh, uh, I'm a good-ass dad, man. i got to say my daughter is 18, driving a little Indian motorcycle, and then I'm driving my Harley, and we were going to cruise a little bit today, and and, uh, she got her license, and if it wasn't because of this program, I couldn't even be doing none of that. And again, the fear and the acceptance that she's going to be okay because that's what she wants to do, you know. So I had to kind of support her with that. My son is 24, and... When he said Harley, I was like, yeah, let's go, right? So I had to also be like, just because she's a lady, like, I had to look at myself, like, what am I doing with this whole gender role, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, so thank you.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Yes, thank you for one more, brother. One more. Hi, my name is Oliver, and I'm an alcoholic. Oliver. Good to see you. You guys touch my heart, hard, man. Inca. It's the, and I have to, I mean, Luis, what Luis talked about, man, that was, that was beautiful, man. And, you know, the more I was thinking about, I mean, everybody that that, that, that comes up here and shares, right? There's so much uncertainty in what's going to happen in the future and, and uh, what's God's will. And I have to pray and I have to meditate and try to talk to God and see what God wants. And boom, boom, it's a struggle, No, that's a daily struggle. And, uh, but what I have to say here is that, you know, I came in here lost, totally lost, totally, totally lost, man. I mean, have believed in God, but, you know, not, not the God of the weak, right? The God that you find in places like this, in these churches, no? A religious that, according to me, was made for the weak-minded, for the people that really needed God, not, not somebody like me, you know, that he was intelligent and successful and blah, blah, and all that stuff. You know, and that got me on my knees, man, and really desperate. So, you know, today, to, today the, the, the toughest thing that I had to do in AA, and it's the toughest thing that I have to do every day in AA, is to practice that faith. And what's faith? I mean, the only, the, the only requisite to, I mean a lot of people out there call them the universe and manifesting and uh, manifestation through meditation and the law of attraction and all that, that I've been reading a lot of it. You know, at the end of the day, everything that I have read and everything that I have experienced comes down to what the Bible says about faith. You know, and the re- the only requisite that I need today is that I have to believe it before I can see it. But I always wanted to see it and then believe it. And it's a problem. Because it's scary to believe without knowing what's going to be the outcome, and That's just the way it is. But, you know, the more the more I, 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 I'm, I'm staying sober, the more I, I live this life that god has given me to live because that's what i think about my life today um today i had the pleasure to talk to to a bunch of people I and mean, i don't know why today i was in service all day long and 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 to have the honor of have people to come to me and tell me about the the most the, the, i mean some really deep broken bad stuff that happened in their lives and 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 me able to pray and ask God to help me bless them and see them how they are blessed and they they can leave my presence in a better place. I can't do that, man. I'm not that good. And that's all God. So, I don't know, man. For me today, faith, my faith is so... I don't know what I would do without it. I don't know what I would do without God. Life is way too scary for me without Him. Uh, I had to try to manage it. I did a hell of a job and then I screwed it all up and then I did a hell of a job again, and then I screwed it all up again. So I end up in the same place every time. <laughs> and so I have tried and it's not that I haven't tried that it was easy for me and I just became an altar boy when I was a little kid and I never doubted God and I didn't sit, that's not my story, man. I curse God, I, oh fuck, I still do sometimes, but. You know, today it's, it's, it's amazing to experience the power of God. I mean, that's the only thing that I can say. I have so many angels in my life that, you know, they were sent to me, but I was so blind before to see it, you know? And some days I'm still blind to it also. So, I mean, the story that Luis, that you told, man, that's beautiful. And the stories that all of you have come up here and shared, You have great holidays and, and wanna help people and, and what happened to me today and what happens in these rooms, is, it's a miracle. You know, with this, I'm going to close. There's a lady that, that lives with us and it's been my life since I've been a kid. And the other day she said to my girlfriend, she says, you know something? I really don't know where this man comes from because this is a totally different man. I wasn't there. I mean, I just listened. It was over here, And that for me was like, whoa, you know, because it, it hasn't been me. So that's a miracle of AA. That's a miracle of working the steps. That's the beauty of my life today. You know, today everything is okay. My son is flying. He's on his way from Colorado to come and spend Thanksgiving with his mom. I'm gonna see him for a couple of days. That's a blessing right there. Because that I wanna spend with you the morning trading. I want you to teach me how to trade options. So I don't know if I can help you there, man, but I'm gonna give it a shot tomorrow morning. So, I mean, that's that's a good thing. So, thank you. Thanks,
7: brother.
8: My name is David, and I am an alcoholic. And thank you, Luis, for a wonderful topic. I just want to share a little bit because I needed to share. Because, uh, you know, prayer and prayer and prayer, and, you know, like you were saying, everybody, you listen to everybody, and it's amazing when you really have faith, when you really, when this program is working for you. I mean, I don't have to pray, you know, uh, as much as I pray before, because uh, uh, before, when I... With, uh, start, when I finally get a, uh, a higher power, you know, the higher power was the hardest, toughest thing for me to get. And Luis was saying, you know, how he changed one higher power to another and, and to another until he has Papa now. Thank God, you know, I don't have to change the, my higher power because I'm totally awesome with my with, with my higher power, you know, but... Uh, Everything that I do is prayer, 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 you know. I just, uh, I'm really gonna be quick because I'm really gonna run out of time. Uh, uh, things that happens in, in my life is, is just amazing. You know, uh, uh, I just re, 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 um, negotiate my car, you know, and every time I go to a dealer, I feel like I've been taking the advantage of it because they confuse the fucking hell out of you, <laughs> you know, so, 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 you know, I'm facing to these guys and I'm always nervous. You were talking about fear and holiness and all this stuff, you know, so beer cracks me up, you know, and I say, Gee-, you know, it's all over when fear uh, gets, gets all over you. So what I do? Pray and pray and pray and pray. Well, to make the, sto- the story short, you know, this is the first time in my entire life that I went to a dealer and I negotiate with the dealer, and I come up with a smiler from here to that, over there, or to, to the other side, you know, because I, even if they took the advantage of me, I don't give a crap because I'm happy with it, okay? So, but, I, you know, this guy was my, my, my friend. Like it was, like, I was talking with somebody that really friendly and with love and everything, and, uh, and that's why you ask God, you know, like uh, Pat was saying, you know, or somebody was saying, you know, just... Uh, 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 his will will be done, you know? And that's what I, what I told him, you know, whatever it will be, will be. Whatever you want, I'm happy with it. I'm still happy right now, you know? Because, because that's God's will, you know? And uh, everything, everything, everything worked out perfectly for me. I spent three hours with them, I'm still happy. You're talking about holidays, okay? Look, I'm a chef and I, I, I had to cook in all these stupid holidays. So, so I, uh, you know, I'm not happy that I need to cook this Thursday. So, I didn't tell anybody that I didn't want to cook my, my, nothing but this guy, you know. And I said, that, uh, you know, because I had to go uh, and and uh, and cook for in my in my father in law's, you know, and I don't really like it. I, I actually hate it because they still got them fussy, you know, they don't like anything, you know, the potatoes, what this without us and without this, and it, it drives me crazy with the stupid little kitchen in there, you know. So, I said, God. You know, whatever you want. What can I do, you know? So all of a sudden, you know, my wife used to tell me yesterday, and she said, you know, uh, uh, the reason I'm telling you this is because I hate the holidays. Just like you did, it used to make me nervous, you know. Uh, I don't want to spend so much money on Christmas or, or, or do a lot of, you know, decorations at work. It used to drive me crazy, fear, you know. So anyway, yesterday she told me, look, uh, can you just cook the potatoes for us? I said, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I didn't tell anybody about him, you know, but I also was willing to do whatever God wanted me to do. But, you know, he works, my goodness. uh, uh, I mean, he works and works and works, and it's just fantastic. You know, I cannot change this for anything, you know. I'd love to come to these meetings because this is what I get. Energy, you know. Faith, you know, is is just something that, you know, uh, 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 it's, it's really wonderful to experience this stuff, you know. And, uh, and I thank God every single morning that I had this program and I, that I have you guys. So anyway, this is enough for me. My name is David again, and I am an alcoholic.
0: If you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe at EastlakeBBA.com. You can also help us reach others by spreading the word about our podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Eastlake Big Book Awakening podcast.